Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Thursday. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you on this afternoon as we get ready for week number three, JJ, of the NFL season. And tonight it is Thursday Night Football on NFL Amazon Prime. It is the one and one Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the one and one Cleveland Browns. That game will be in Cleveland at First Energy Stadium. We're going to get into that one here in a moment. But JJ, again, brother, appreciate your time. How are you doing today? What's going on, Ike? I'm doing good on this Thursday, man. Got me a good workout in. Uh, got a chance to handle some work, and uh, I'm excited for this Thursday night football game. Absolutely. You know, it's an uh, AFC North divisional matchup. It's always going to provide some big hits, some physicality in the trenches, especially considering the quarterback play for both teams. We can imagine there'll be a lot of running from both teams, Nick Chubb and Najee Harris. So, JJ, let's go ahead and segue right into that, all right? So, you know, the Steelers... They're one and one coming off a loss to the New England Patriots, which to your credit, bro, you did pick the Pats to win last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the Steelers, but Mitchell Trubisky and that offense for the Steelers just were unable to hit that high gear defensively. Yeah. We all know the stats show it, JJ, that without TJ Watt, that Steelers front seven struggles to get home to the yeah. quarterback. And so tonight, Facing a familiar foe, the Cleveland Browns. We know Jacoby Brissett will be under center again. And they blew a lead to the Joe Flacco-led Jets last Sunday. They had that game, two touchdowns, I believe, in around a minute. And they ended up losing that one. And so, you know, fans are all up in arms. This is a big game because the winner of tonight's contest will take over first place in the division. So when you look at both of these teams, JJ, what are you looking to see tonight? Um, I, I'm looking to see who can be consistent, uh, who can consistently move the ball up and down the field, um, who can consistently move the chains, uh, sustain a good running game, because we both know the running game that Cleveland Browns packs. But um, it's, it's a conference game. It's a rival game. This is a big rival game. And if you study Mike Tumlin, what he does against the rival, man, he knows how to get some, to get some done. He knows their weakness and their foes. And um, I'm excited to see Cleveland, but I think Pittsburgh is going to pull it off. Uh, just to, to, due to the fact of the defense, Mike Tomlin's uh, familiarity with Cleveland, 
And um, I, I think Cleveland, um, they had a lot of good stuff going positive. But like I said, they lost a big league to the Jets, man. And I think Mike Tumlin is kind of uh, foaming at the mouth right now after the loss to the Patriots. So I'm going Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. I'm going to go the Steelers as well, 2017 over the Cleveland Browns. Now, Mike Tomlin did talk about patience with the offense because there's been some frustrations within the locker room and also with the fan base about Trubisky being unable to push the ball down the field to his weapons on the outside with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and of course the talented rookie George Pickens but all eyes are on Kenny Pickett tonight JJ in prime time you know that if Trubisky continues to struggle moving that offense down the field and say the Steelers are in a bad position in the second half there may be some murmurs for Kenny Pickett to get into yep. the ball game, and so right now I think we're at that point. Even though it's just week three, JJ, there is a little bit more sense of urgency from that Steelers offense. They want to see Trubisky make progressions down the field, get those guys the ball. Of course, you have Najee, the bell cow running back, but it's safe to say Tomlin, after last week's performance, wants to see more from Trubisky. And Kenny Pickett, the first-round pick, waiting in the wing. So I'm definitely going to be interested to see how that evolves as the night goes on. But I agree, I am taking the Steelers 20-17 to in this one. It will be 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Prime Video. Hopefully, it's a good one now. We'll move to Sunday Slater Games, JJ. The Houston Texans, 0-1-1. Uh-huh. At the Chicago Bears, who are 1-1, one one. the Bears with a nice win over the Niners in Week 1, and then they come back and they fall flat in Green Bay to Aaron Rodgers. So they're back at home, JJ. You know, Justin yeah. Fields, there's been a lot of talk about how he's not been given a full leash to throw the ball. I think he had like eight or nine pass attempts last Sunday night. What do you think about this matchup? Do you think the Bears can bounce back here and get a win at home? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's very possible. I think Justin Fields, he does a good job. I think last week, Green Bay had something to chip on their shoulders. I think Aaron Rodgers was chasing the record of owning Chicago's bear for how long he's beat them. And like I said, that two-headed monster, it was just a matter of time before they got it rolling. And unfortunately, it was get the Chicago Bears. But I definitely think uh, Chicago can get it done. Like I said, I like Houston and what they're doing, but I still think they're figuring it out as well on their side of things as far as the offensive side of things. I like what Chicago Bear brings as a defense. I think their defense is playing more as a good unit. I like what Robert Quinn bring off the edge as well. And um, I think Chicago Bears does pull this off at home. I also have the Chicago Bears winning this one 23-16. I would expect a bounce-back performance from Justin Fields. That offense, you know, they're under a new regime. And so getting Fields in comfortable positions, I believe, is going to be key to their success. David Montgomery showed some flashes running really well against the Green Bay Packers last Sunday night. I think they get to that ground game again. They get the win at home over the Houston Texans. 23-16, low-scoring game. Now... The Vegas Raiders, 0-2 to start the season, blew a massive lead to the Cardinals and ended up losing in overtime on a fumble from Hunter Renfro, returned for a touchdown. The Josh McDaniels era, not off to a good start in Vegas. Now they go on the road to take on an 0-2 Titans team, JJ, that has also been playing some pretty bad football, got blown out by the Bills in a embarrassing fashion on Monday night. And so now they're back at home. These are two desperate teams, JJ, and one of these teams is going to go to 0-3. Yeah, and um, as we see, man, I, I think Tennessee is on the verge of bringing in Malik Willis, man. 
Um, and I think he's I think right now in the offense, like I said, outside of Derrick Henry, who are your guys? Um, I, I don't really see anybody. I don't think they utilize Austin Hooper the way they should. I think he's still trying to find to figure out the offense as well. Um, you, you go 12 personnel, 13 personnel to run it and they keep eight in the box against you. Or do you you know find your one or two punch outside at the W? I mean, at the Z and the X and try to find outside of Burks and Robert Woods and those sorts. Um, I think the offense in Tennessee is still trying to figure out. I think the Raiders right now, Josh McDaniels, he's had enough of the disappointment. Like I said, it was a close nail biter that they had in Arizona. Arizona is just finding a way to got to get it done. But I think the Raiders going here to Tennessee handle business to get the dub. So I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans, JJ. Um, I understand Todd Downing, their OC has really been under fire because of the play calling, Ryan Tannehill, the offenses look lackluster to say the least. And yeah, you're right. Malik Willis, you know that there's always going to be a push for the young rookie to get in there when an offense is sputtering, especially with a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill under center. You know, he's more of a game manager type of quarterback. So we'll see how that situation develops. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think this is a game where Derrick Henry is going to feast. He's angry after probably one of the worst performances of his entire career. That Bills defense just stuffed that Titans run all night long. They're back at home. I do expect it to be a tightly contested ball game. But give me Tennessee, 24-21, game-winning field goal. I think they get the first one of the season. Mike Vrabel will have his team ready to go as two former Patriot-related personnel and Vrabel and McDaniels, they face each other this time, head coaching in the AFC. But give me the Titans. I like them in that matchup. Now we'll move to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Indianapolis Colts. Now the Colts, JJ, I don't know what Uh is going on in the AFC South, but that's another team that is 0-2, that looks absolutely out of it on both sides of the yeah. ball. Frank Reich, and he was my pick of Coach of the Year. I thought this team was going to come out with Jonathan Taylor and look sharp again, but so far, they've regressed from when they had Carson Wentz last season. Now they're at home against a very dangerous Kansas City team. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, not so fast, man. I was with you on the Frank Reich. I, 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 he's a great coach. I, I like what he's done over the years. Not only in Philly, but uh, not in uh, Indy, but in Philly as well. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't know what direction they're going offensively yet. I don't know if it's hey, you know, Matt Ryan is getting in this groove of finding out how comfortable he can get. Also, the defense as well. I know they got a new defensive coordinator. Uh, but um, I think you can't see the Chiefs, man. I think they got their hands filled. I hate to see Indianapolis go and I mean, zero two and one. But I think, man, with Kansas City. Uh, with the close near by that they had with the Chargers last Thursday, I think they had a couple of days to prepare, watch the game with um, Indy and the Jacksonville, and they and they were healthy, uh, real rested, and I think they're going to uh, go ahead and take care of business, man. But I hope Indy can get it together. There's a team I had a lot of high hopes for. They got a lot of good people, good young guys, a great defensive coordinator, great offensive coordinator as well. And um, I think my, uh, Matt Ryan deserves that, man. So I hope they can pull it together, but I just don't think they'll be able to do it with, uh, with Mahomes and Kansas City coming to town. I think it'll go from bad to worse in Indianapolis, J.J., the Kansas City Chiefs right now rolling in. Their offense looks really good in sync. You're seeing Clyde Edwards-Alaire starting to run really well. Travis Kelsey picking up where he left off from last season. Defensively, the young guns, I know Willie Gay, their starting linebacker, who 
Um, I know really well. I interviewed him a couple years ago. He's out for the next four games due to suspension, but Nick Bolton will hold things down for that Chiefs defense. I expect them to go in there to Indy, get the win, 38-24. That Colts defense will continue to put up a good fight. You know, they, they got some talented guys there with Buckner and Shaq Leonard and Stephon Gilmore, but offensively, J.J., I just don't see it with them being able to keep up with that high-powered offense that the Kansas City Chiefs have to offer. So let's go ahead and move to... What should be prime time, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, both 2-0, looking like Super Bowl contenders in the AFC, JJ. You know that the Bills coming off an absolute dominating performance yeah. against the Tennessee Titans, and then the Miami Dolphins coming all the way back after trailing 28-7 in Baltimore on the road, two of six touchdowns, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle looking good, defense was able to do just enough to get the win. Man, I can't wait to see this one. This is a 1 p.m. Yeah. game on CBS. What are you looking at here in this matchup? I think the key is going to be Tua, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, Tua is playing some great ball right now. I don't, have, I don't know if you had a chance to watch his documentary of his kind of his life story. Um, me and my wife got a chance to watch it a couple of days ago, man. They kind of tell you a little bit of story of how he's been kind of brought up and what he's kind of been through. And if you've seen that, you understand that, you know, no, no obstacle, no challenge for Tua is too big or too high for him. He's had a chance. He had to kind of face adversity at an early age and overcome some some big some big hurdles, and he did that in the midst of that man. So uh, I like too and what he brings. But that Buffalo team up there, man, that defense where they're playing ball, they're stopping the run. They're good. They're getting off the field on third downs. Their secondary is playing in sync. They got one, two good corners out there that's playing. They got two All Pro safety that's playing at elite level. Von Miller is getting after the pass rusher alongside Greg, their linebackers is playing great time of good football. They complement each other. Uh Josh Allen is rolling right now, man. I think both I think Buffalo go down to 305. They kind of take care of business, but it's not it's going to be a close one. Mark my words, Tua is the guy to watch this game. If he does a good job of managing the ball, keeping it away from Buffalo, keeping it away from Josh Allen, they'll have a chance to pull it away. But I think Buffalo sneaks in there and get away with one. Well, I doubted the Dolphins in Mike McDaniel last week. I picked the Ravens to win, and and granted, J.J., I think all indications were they were going to win at home. I mean, you don't blow that type of a lead in the NFL, but the Dolphins did not go away. I did not roll with them last week, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins this <laughs> week. Tua okay. looks like a different quarterback, man, under Mike McDaniel, more confidence. It's yep. really good to see. I mean, then you have Raheem Mostert, you have Chase Edmonds, and then Waddle, Tyree Kill. You still got Mike Gusecki over the middle. Defensively, Christian Wilkins, their big DT, who continues to play a big factor. X, Xavier Howard out at corner. Javon Holland, the safety man. I know the Bills. I think... We all know at this point that this Bills team does not play around and they will steamroll you and they will absolutely take away your biggest strength just like they did to the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry last week. Considering that Miami's at home, they're going to be playing at Hard Rock Stadium. They get it done in a shootout 34-31. This is going to be an exhilarating game. I can't wait to see how both of these teams exchange firepower and scoring and defensively. I'm going to take the Dolphins here, JJ. I think they are able to ride some of that mojo, that unexpected mojo that not a lot of teams looked at Miami and said, well, you got Baltimore, you got New England. I doubt they're going to start 2-0. Well, guess what? They have started undefeated, and I expect them to continue 
that streak against the Buffalo Bills, who are regarded as the number one contender in the NFL. Yeah, like I say, man, Tua is the guy, man. He's he's hot right now. He's playing some great ball. The team is feeding off of it. The defense is feeding off of it. And like I said, to go into Baltimore and play the kind of game, play the game that they did when all when they had everything going wrong, and to get it all together before four quarters and even after. So it shows a lot that their team has a lot of resilience and a lot of great a lot of great confidence in their quarterback as they should. All right, let's go ahead and go on to the next matchup right here, JJ. The Lions and the Vikings, okay? This is an NFC North battle. The Lions looking really impressive. Beating the Commanders as I chose them to do. This offense is looking really good with Jared Goff going to play the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Coming off a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. Now, JJ, I'll tell you right now, I had a very tough time dissecting this matchup and picking a winner. I'm going to take the Vikings, though. Kirk Cousins, you know he's not really a good quarterback in prime time. It's been one of his M.O.s throughout his career, but they're back at home, and I think that home field advantage is going to be that deciding factor in this game. 30-26, that edge rush with Darius Smith, Danielle Hunter. Look for him to get back to life on Jared Goff, although Amara St. Brown is absolutely yeah. playing at a high level, so they may have some issues with him, but... I like that offense. Justin Jefferson will get back on track here. 30-26, I'll take Minnesota over Detroit. Yeah, um, I like your pick, man, but I, I think I'm at the rock with Motown on this one, man. I like the guy in the backfield. That guy Swift, man, he, he's a beast right now. He's running away with the league. He's doing some good things. He's a mismatcher. And I think, you know, they're too high defense. They Ed Donatello play over there at the Vikings. I think they're going to have to come out of there and show their hands a little bit because if you stay too high all game with their monster that they got back there in Detroit in the Swift, he's good. he can pick up some easy yards and fall forward, man, and get them in some good situations to kind of do some play action stuff as well and use Brown, St. Brown out wide, also the tight end as well. So I think it's going to – I think Minnesota's going to have to change it up a little bit. I do think the defense does have a, I mean, enough in them to kind of slow down the two-headed monster at receiver that they have in Jefferson and Adam Thielen as well. I do like Cook as well, but I think the Detroit Lions has enough defense and enough core as in uh, front, the front office as the coaches as well as the players – to get it done, to go into Minnesota and pull it off. So I got Detroit Lions going in there, Motown with Swift, and get it done. I could see that. I'm a big proponent of Dan Campbell. And, you know, I picked the Lions the first two weeks, and so they're very well capable of that. I'll just give the edge to Minnie in this matchup. Now, the Ravens at the Patriots, both of these teams, one and one. Lamar Jackson coming off a big performance. The Patriots might have found a little bit of an offensive rhythm against the Steelers yeah. last week. Mac Jones looked a little bit better. The run game with Ramon J. Stevenson and Damian Harris starting to find some life. They're back at home at Gillette. But even though I am obligated and feel like I should pick the Patriots, I'm still going to go with the Ravens here because yeah. Lamar Jackson, that guy's dangerous. Hopefully, J.K. Dobbins will finally get that clearance to return. Once he's back in the fold, I think that'll make that offense even more dynamic on the ground. You've seen guys like Rashad Bateman starting to show out like he did last week. Defensively, the Ravens, they know they got to clean up a whole lot after getting torched by Miami, but they're not going to have to worry about a high-powered offense in New England with Mac Jones. I think they'll be okay. They'll get healthier. I know Marlon Humphrey, Peters is working his way back from that ACL. So they were still trying to put some of the pieces, shake some rust off in the secondary. So I expect them to bounce back, winning in New England 23-17. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't think Baltimore goes in there and, and fumbles again. John Harbaugh, he does a great job of knowing how to get his team and rally his team together. I think Lamar Jackson still has a chip on his shoulder to get some things to still show why he wants the numbers that he deserves to get. I think their defense uh, is kind of upset. I know as a defensive player myself, I would be highly upset to let a team come in there at home and pull away the victory like they did. I think they got a little comfortable last week. I think they're sharpening. I think they're um, um, up to par. I don't think they. I think they everybody come together this week and get this job done. The Patriots. The Patriots. I still think they they did a good job of playing good, solid team football against the Steelers. I think at the same time, Mac Jones is still trying to figure out the OC. I don't actually think they know as well from Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, Belichick situation. So I still think that caused a little confusion as well for Mac Jones, but. Uh, if you go back and did the history, that will kind of make me select my uh, pick from um, last week with the Patriots. Uh, Belichick always does a good job of playing against Mike Tumbling, and uh, that was my pick for last week. But I'm going John Harbaugh, uh, Lamar Jackson, run away with this one in New England. 0-2 Bengals at the 1-1 New York Jets. The Bengals, how about that? Getting upset by the Dallas Cowboys. I was at that game. It was phenomenal. But I got to tell you what, man, Joe Burrow is getting massacred back there, getting sacked six times by the Dallas Cowboys, was sacked, I think, seven times in week one. So now they're going to the Jets, all right? They're playing at MetLife Stadium. Joe Flacco looks like will be the starter again, building some momentum after that come-from-behind victory in... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Cleveland. I got to tell you what, I'm tempted to go with the Jets just because defensively, yeah. man, I like some of the things that the Jets are doing on defense. I mean, getting after the passer and the way that Cincy O-line is looking right now, that Jets defense can get after Joe Burrow and they can make him ineffective just like Dallas did last week. You got Sauce Gardner on the outside playing some good football as a rookie. Yeah. However... I'm going to still go with Cincinnati, but very cautiously. I think this one is another low-scoring game, very similar to that Dallas matchup. I expect Joe Burrow 
to find a way to win. I can't see the Bengals mm. dropping to 0-3 just yet. They're going to have to feed Joe Mixon a whole lot more on the ground, trying to give that O-line a little bit more help so they're not having to pass protect all the time. But do not sleep on the Jets. I'm still going to pick the Bengals in a close one, JJ, 24-20. I'm going Jets, 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 baby. I think the Jets has got a lot of good momentum. They got a good veteran quarterback that done seen a lot of defense and played a lot of great football. Uh, Cincinnati, I, I just don't understand what's going on. I know it takes a little time. I know uh, Joe Burrow, he's a great quarterback. I'm not taking nothing away from him. I know it, it's on a matter of time before they figure it out. But I think they still have to get their own line situation taken care of. Uh, I think the Jets does a good job. They do a good job against the run, eight-man box. In the defense that they run with Robert Salau and, and um and uh, a bitch on the other side as well. So um I, I think the Jets find a way to kind of pull it out. Like I say, it's gonna be a nail biter, but I think the Jets find a way to rally it up, stop Cincinnati. I think Joe Mixon is still trying to get going and, and do some things. They have to take the ball out of Joe Burrow hands and switch it up a little bit because we know who is one two punch is outside. So I'm going Jets here, man. Defensively, so like I say, it's gonna be a close one. But I think the Jets pull it off in MetLife Stadium upset. Young beaten Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. 1-1. Commanders coming off that loss to the Lions. And then the Eagles just looked really crisp on Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, the Eagles, they loaded up that team with the offseason. It certainly shows. Jalen Hurts looking pretty good. You're looking at A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Defensively, they locked down on Kirk Cousins in that Vikings offense. I like the Eagles to go into Washington. They'll get the win rather easily, J.J., 34-24. Even though I like what Carson Wentz has put on tape, I think he's playing some good football. But that secondary from Washington is just not getting the job done right now. And the way Philly is throwing that ball and then Miles Sanders on the ground, I expect them to gash that Washington defense. 34-24, Philly gets it done. They're by far looking like the most dangerous team in the division right now. Yeah, I ain't got much to say on this one, man. Fly, Eagles, fly. I got the Eagles going in there, taking care of business, get on home, get prepared for the next week. Jalen Hurts is on fire right now. He's playing some good football. I think the head coach, Nick, is kind of getting in his groove as well, getting comfortable with Jalen. And the Eagles get in there and get it done. Saints at Panthers, all right? One and one, New Orleans taking on the Panthers, who have yet to get a win with Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. Another NFC South divisional matchup. Now the Saints, JJ, it was reported last Sunday, Jameis Winston playing with four back fractures. So you know that's got to be painful. They lost to Tampa at home. Now they're trying to bounce back. I mean, they got a big win in week one at Atlanta. Come from behind by Jameis Winston, the defense. Now they're going to go to Carolina, who... Yes, they're 0-2, but the Panthers have played both of their opponents, the Browns and the Giants, very close. I mean, they lost by a field goal in both of those games, so they're very close to getting a win. I still am going to go with the Saints just because of that defense and the firepower. Kamara should be back. He was ruled out for that Tampa game. He'll be back in the mix. 26-20, I think Jameis Winston is able to find some success against that young Carolina secondary. So give me the Saints. To bounce back on the road. Yeah, I think the Saints, uh, they lost a good one. They fought hard all 12 rounds, all four quarters uh, last week against Tampa Bay. Like I say, Tampa Bay, they had a chip on their shoulder. Tom Brady uh, was kind of feeling the pressure of going and, and, and fumbling against and not getting the job done against New Orleans Saints. 
Uh, I think the fight kind of put a few underneath them. Tarbos is trying to uh, prove a point here as well. And I think the Saints, they go up there, handle business, get that bad taste out of their mouth, get back on track, get Jameis back flowing, get Alvin, Alvin Kamara back rolling, get that offense back in sync, man. I think they take care of business in, um, in Carolina. One and one Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, JJ, here is my upset special of the week. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars Duval over the Los Angeles Chargers 27-24. This is a game that, yes, I understand the Chargers on paper. They are loaded on both sides of the ball. However, Justin Herbert, remember, he suffered fractured rib cartilage on that primetime game against the Chiefs. All indications are that he is going to be ready to play. However, Jacksonville's front seven is really good, and I don't think they get talked about enough with Roy Robertson-Harris. You also have Josh Allen coming off the edge, the number one overall pick. I think they get the job done. I like what James Robinson is doing in that run game. Trevor Lawrence is starting to settle in. Christian Kirk Mm -hmm. has had some massive performances and really had a breakout game in week two in that offense. Travis Etienne can be sprinkled in there in the past game. Doug Peterson gets the job done. I think the Jaguars go to L.A., get the win by a field goal, and a big statement win for an AFC South that is wide open. Jags get the win. Yeah, the AFC South, man. I think I think we discussed this before the season started that it was going to be wide open. I didn't feel really comfortable with any one of those two going. Jacksonville was one of my dark horses that I thought could get the job done and is actually showing it. Christian Kirk is doing a good job of living up to the expectation of numbers he got this offseason. Uh, Coach Carwell on the defense coordinator side of the ball is doing a good job of doing that. But I think my two-headed monsters that I mentioned, mentioned to you and Boza, and Mac, man, I think they show up. Derwin James, he got a bad taste of his mouth at the body slamming Kelsey last week and, and, and losing a, a close one up there. I think they go in, take care of business this week against Jacksonville, but I still think it's going to be close. I still think it's going to be under a touchdown, but I think the Chargers pull it out um, this Sunday. Now we go to the NFC West, the 1-1 one one LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals, 1-1. One one. Both of these teams, you know, the Rams have pretty much owned the Cardinals the last several matchups. It has not been favorable for Arizona. They're back at home. They haven't really looked very good. Who do you like in this matchup? Do you think the Rams get another win here, or do Kyler Murray and the Cardinals get a victory? I, I was still in the air with it, but I like what Kyler Murray, I like how he responded, man, after the Kansas City loss. I think he did a great job of going in even to a group Raiders team and taking care of business in the Raiders stadium. Um, I think he's got a point to prove as well. I think the offense is getting the groove. A.J. Green is still showing potential, still is showing great ball, playing good ball. The defense is rallying around Kyler Murray, and I think they do a good job. The Rams, man, they pulled out a night. Uh, they had the game as well and let the Falcons come back. I thought the Falcons should have won that game, but um, I'm just not sure with the Rams, uh, which direction they're kind of going. I think they're still trying to – get themselves together as well and come off the hangover from the Super Bowl. And I still think the Cardinals, I think Kyler Murray and them, they pull it off in a close one in, um, in Arizona. I, too, have the Cardinals winning this one, 33-27. Kyler Murray, you know, you watch him play, it looks a whole lot like Madden, man. The way he runs around, I think one play he ran like 80 yards to get a first down on his feet. The Rams are still figuring things out. They almost blew a lead to the Falcons right. at home. Arizona, I think they can build some momentum after that big win last weekend in Las Vegas. 
Cardinals get the job done, 33-27. That's my pick here. Now we go to America's Game of the Week, 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. The Packers at the Buccaneers. Green Bay 1-1 one one after that win over the Bears. And then, of course, the Bucks riding in unbeaten. They're dealing with a lot of injuries, though. They're banged up on yeah. the offensive line. And that's why, J.J., I'm going to give it to Green Bay here. I think they're yeah. fully healthy. They should be getting David Bakhtiari. They're starting left tackle back in the mix, who's been out for over a year because of a knee injury and surgery and all that stuff. So that's going to help bolster that offensive line. Aaron Jones, they finally fed him the ball. We all know Aaron Jones is one of the most dynamic running backs in the game. Aaron Rodgers finding a little bit more synchronization with his wide receivers. I expect Green Bay to go to Tampa Get out of there with the win, 26-23, in what should be a very interesting matchup. Yeah, I agree with you. I told you about the triple head monster up in Green Bay between Aaron Rodgers, uh, Dylan, as well as uh, uh, AJ as well. So, like I told you, man, Aaron, Aaron Jones as well. So, um, those guys are doing a great job. They're doing what I, what I thought they would do. I know they rely on my on their running game ever since that they had to get the trust. Aaron Rodgers had to get the trust in the receivers. I think Tom Brady is kind of depleted right now with Mike Evans being out. Julio Jones is not healthy right now. Uh, they do get a, a Cole Beasley coming in. I don't know if he'll play this week as well, but if he is, that would be a key matchup to watch. I, I know Cole Beasley back in the Dallas days, and he's still out there owning the slot and doing great things like that. But I think it's from the offensive line perspective from Tampa Bay as well as the receivers, some of his key receivers not being in. Um, I think that it might hurt Tom Brady in a sense. I don't want to put anything past the GOAT, but I, I still think that Green Bay is rolling off that victory that they had. They won the run game. Keep it away from Tom Brady, and they come, they're going to Tampa and pull it off as well. Yes, it is worth mentioning. Mike Evans, one-game suspension, so he will not be playing. Chris Godwin doesn't look very likely to play either, so Tampa may be down some wider receivers, which means that Cole Beasley may indeed be called up this Sunday after being signed this week to the practice squad. We'll keep tabs on that. We got three more matchups here for week three before we round out today's podcast. The Falcons at the Seahawks. Atlanta 0-2, still looking for their first win of the season. Seattle 1-1. JJ, I like the Falcons here. I think they showed some resilience last weekend. And I had talked about Atlanta being a sleeper team in LA. I said I like the DNA that this team has been formed behind their coaching staff and Arthur Smith. Dean P's on defense talking that he wants to get this Atlanta defense back on track and so going into Seattle I know Gino and the the Seahawks kind of had their Super Bowl moment in week one beating Russell Wilson at home but things have settled down a little bit Atlanta I expect them to go into Seattle a tough environment really rely on the run game Cordero Patterson set Marcus Mariota up for some success on the outside with Drake London who's coming off two very productive weeks and they're going to get Kyle Pitts going. He's been very yeah. limited the first couple of weeks, and Arthur Smith talked about it. They're going to get him going. It's a matter of time. This is the week it happens right here. Give me the Falcons, 23-17 over Seattle. Yeah, I had the Falcons to win last week, too. I knew it was going to be um, – I knew they had to play all three areas, excellent football, and that was hard to do. But they went in there and showed great resilience, great fight. Special team made a great key play towards the end and got the Falcons back in. Mariota got them down close to the goal line. Um, unfortunately, Jalen Ramsey, you know, got a good position, read the play and did a great job of jumping the ball. But I, I agree with you. My impact player this week is going to be Kyle Pitts. As soon as Atlanta get him rolling, I think they'll start seeing a difference in the team as well as 
points as well because he's a mismatch when it happened. I think Seattle, I think, like you said, I think they got a Super Bowl great win against the number one, uh, against the number one opponent in the Broncos. But I still think the Falcons going here. My impact player again is Kyle Pitts. And the more cut, more touches and catches he get, I think Atlanta's will be very, uh, very happy with the results as well. So I think Atlanta going there and get the job done to get this, um, get the game, get the ball rolling. Now we go to prime time. The San Francisco 49ers one and one at the Denver Broncos, who are also one and one. This is on NBC at 8:20 p.m. Eastern time. Now, of course, Trey Lance out for the season, suffering that ankle injury. Now. Just like that, Jimmy Garoppolo back in the saddle as a, as a starting quarterback there in San Francisco. And when he took over that offense, they picked up right where they left off last season. Jimmy Garoppolo, he knows that offensive scheme well. He knows Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And of course, whenever Kittle can return, he's been out with that groin injury. I like the Niners here. The Broncos, JJ, haven't really looked convincing the first two weeks of the season. I know they beat the Texans last weekend 16-9. to I saw a stat today that they are 0-8 in the red zone with scoring touchdowns. And so this is an offense, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell yeah. Wilson, still trying to sort things out. And San Francisco, now that Garoppolo's back, it looks like they just were rejuvenated on offense. They look really crisp. Of course, they're dealing with another banged-up running back room, so they're going to have to rely mm-hmm. on Jeff Wilson again. But give me the Niners to go into Denver in primetime, 27-20. This is a game that I think has Debo Samuel's handprints all over this one. A monster performance from him both on the ground and through the pass game. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo does enough. That defense as well for San Francisco will get after Russell Wilson. I think they take it by a touchdown. Yeah, I think so as well. I think the 49ers, you know, um, unfortunately happened to Trey Lance, but I think they got a familiar face on the center that does make a difference. It's a guy, like I said, that took you to the Super Bowl, that took you to back-to-back playoffs as well. That defense feed off of it. Uh, I don't care how much you say, if my offense is playing good ball, they encourage me to play great defense as well and make sure that I hold myself accountable to do great things as well. So I think the 49ers, like I said, they're rolling. I think they got a good thing going. They got a familiar face on the center. I think the running back position is going to do a good job. You start sprinkling a little bit of Debo in there with a little bit of maybe Marlon Mack coming in. They did sign Telvin Coleman back as well. He's a familiar face that's used to that Shanahan offense. Uh, like I told you with the Broncos, I know it's going to be a couple of days, a couple of games that to get that offense rolling, get used to Russell Wilson. He got to find his guys who he can count on as far as Nathan as well. But I think uh, the 49ers is a little too much as far as offense and defense to, for the Broncos to kind of keep up. And I think they're going there and get the dub. Alright, here we go. Now closing out week three, Monday night football, the one that I'm the most looking forward to. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> one and one going to New York, a stadium that is really taken over by Cowboys fans. And so it's kind of like another home game for the Cowboys. The Giants, though, maybe with a little bit more fan interest, two and oh. A start that nobody expected out of the G-Men with Brian DeBall being there in his first year. JJ, I think both you and I agreed that. The Cowboys needed to get to the run game a little bit more, which is something that they did against Cincinnati. You got Zeke some more carries. Tony Mm -hmm. Pollard ripped off a couple of big-time gains. And, of course, that touchdown that resulted in a one-yard score after that 30-plus-yard dash to the outside. But the Giants, offensively, J.J., they really haven't looked all that good. They've won these games in low-scoring games. The defense has done just enough to get them to 2-0. And Saquon Barkley, though, he has been 
the Giants offense. I mean, giving yeah. him the ball, especially in week one, had that big performance against Tennessee. You know who I'm going to roll with here, man. The Dallas Cowboys, that defense, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence coming off the edge. What they did to even Tampa in week one, they kept Dallas in the game, even though the offense was ineffective. This is a special front seven with Depp, Oso Digizua, Neville Gollimore, Dorrance Armstrong with two sacks last weekend, and then Trevon Diggs playing tremendous. You have Donovan Wilson in the back end making some big-time tackles. Mm-hmm. I like Dallas to go into New York. It'll be a close one, as it always is, between Dallas and New York. Cooper Rush, I think, is able to do more of the same, move the ball down the field, don't turn over the ball, feed Zeke and Pollard in the backfield. Gallup will be back for some limited snaps. That makes a difference. Give me the Cowboys, 23-20 on the road. Yeah, um, I think uh, we all knew this going in. I think Dak brings a lot more to the offense, and I think Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, Mike McCarthy, they tried to do maybe a little too much because, like I say, Dak Prescott is a top five, top ten quarterback, and he does be able to expand your playbook. But with Cooper Rush, I think they went back to the basics. And I told you if they can do a good job of getting that running game established, getting Cooper Rush in the rhythm, short dink dunks here and there, getting getting the receivers good confidence and, and getting some passing, and some completion, that they would do well. But I think the Giants as well, man, it's no sleeping beast. Uh, you know, I love my Cowboys, and I know we had our hands full, and we took care of business every time we went into MetLife and we played the Giants. But the Giants is no pushover this year, man. They went and took care of some good W's early. Uh, the defensive coordinator, he's doing a good job of, of utilizing his players, blitzing them because you don't know which angle the blitz is coming. Um, I do like what the D- Dallas defense is. I hope we're not taking lightly of what Michael Parson is. He is a defensive monster, and he's taking the game. Uh, by the horns right now and he's he is definitely an impact player but I might have to go with the Giants here man I like what they're doing I like the defense coordinator way he's utilizing the blitz and I think that gave them some looks that Cooper Rush is not kind of familiar with and I think it's like I say it's going to come down to a field goal but I think the Giants Monday night football the fans get into it like I said they throw some familiar blitzes packages at Cooper Rush that he might not see every down and um, be able to sneak a one-on-one at the Giants. JJ, you know, with that uh, pick over the Cowboys, man, I may not have you on the podcast next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking, brother. Hey, you you make valid points. You know, the Giants defensively, they have looked really good, especially with Wink Martindale now, the D.C. there. Trying to contain Saquon Barkley is no easy challenge. You know that. And so the Dallas defense is going to have to account for him. I expect it to be a very close game, as it always is. Cowboys and Giants, Monday night primetime. I'll take Dallas. You're going with the Giants. And that wraps up week number three. And so there's a rundown of each matchup here between JJ and I breaking down some of these matchups and what we expect to see. And we'll hit the first month of play next weekend. It'll be four weeks in, and then we can dissect the teams further. But, JJ, again, man, I appreciate you taking the time on this Thursday. It is a little bit of a different setup later in the week because I was indeed out of town. But we got it done. Get this posted for all our listeners out there. We appreciate you all. We'll be back next week to recap week three and preview week four. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's always love and a pleasure, man. I just appreciate you for getting me on. I know it's a little different time of this week, but we got it done. I'm excited for my week three picks. And, man, let's go. My hat's off. Let's go Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday night football. Everyone have a blessed day and a blessed weekend. And I'll see you, talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care. God bless. 
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.